you sometimes wonder how other experts online always almost effortlessly create six-figure launches, although you have way more knowledge, expertise, and grid, and all you hear on your launch day is crickets? In today's fast-paced society, outdated strategies like launch and day will buy don't really work anymore. Attention is the ultimate instrument of power and leverage online. More often than not, it's not the most talented or the hardest worker who stands out. It's the loudest, the one who can create the most attention who wins the game online. We are the agents of change who learn to proven pre-launch strategies used by the biggest companies in the world to build deep connections and create lasting freedom for ourselves and our audiences. My name is Michael Hoffman and you're listening to Launch Into Freedom. my friend welcome back to the launch into freedom podcast the show for health and wellness coaches who want to create attention for their business and lasting freedom in the process i'm your host michael hoffman and today i'm excited to welcome olga fomenko to the podcast olga is one of the experts out there when it comes to working with virtual teams building systems and processes that allow business owners to have the life they dream of and all things marketing we met inside of Russell Brunson's Two Comma Club X coaching program a few years back, and I was really looking forward to this interview. As, as I mentioned, Olga is one of the experts when it comes to building your virtual teams. And it was actually great timing. Right before this interview, I actually hired my first virtual assistant to help me grow my business. So she's not only dropping value for you guys here, but I also got some huge ahas and takeaways from this interview. My interview guest today has a pretty exciting past, growing up watching her father build businesses in post-Soviet Russia, where free enterprise was not even a thing. She inherited this free spirit and started her first business at the age of 17. And after moving to the United States and working hard in other people's businesses for a decade, she got a taste of the American dream and decided to become a full-time entrepreneur and never looked back. Through highs and lows, she's built herself from the ground up in the online business space and is now helping others to do the same. Today, Olga co-owns and operates a marketing agency where her integration team helps life-changing entrepreneurs to take care of their day-to-day -day operations and tasks so they can focus on their zone of genius and the strategic work. Before we jump into this episode, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever thought about outsourcing tasks in your business? If so, which tasks would you give away ideally yesterday? Let me guess, Facebook and Instagram ads are probably at the top of this list, right? But as you will hear in the interview later, outsourcing is a scary process already. And when it comes to your ads where there's even more of your money at stake, don't even get me started with that. You kind of want to know what's happening with your money when someone else runs ads for you, right? Well, let me tell you this. The only way to get to this point where you can outsource your Facebook ads, your Instagram ads with confidence is to understand how to attract your dream clients with your paid ads first. And then you're in a position to lead your future team or your future assistant who will take care of the management and the execution of your ad campaigns under your guidance. I'm currently preparing a virtual three-day workshop that will go down from June 14th to June 16th. This will be a free virtual event with live trainings over three days inside of a pop-up Facebook group, all about the tips and the tricks how you as a health and wellness coach can build your email list using Facebook ads. 
with your dream clients only. It's called the Paid Ads Attraction Workshop, how to run successful Facebook ads to attract your ideal clients. And when I say workshop, I mean it. This won't be your traditional watch me teach something on video and then maybe implement some things or not type of thing. This workshop is a work with me event where I'm going to guide you through the process of attracting your ideal clients with Facebook ads with daily assignments and homework for you. So if you want to learn all of my Facebook ads attraction and messaging hacks in this free virtual three-day workshop from Monday, June 14th to Wednesday, June 16th, you can already sign up for it at go.launchintofreedom.co forward slash attraction workshop. That's go.launchintofreedom.co forward slash attraction workshop, all one word. And I'm also going to post a link in the show notes of the episode as usual. Let's jump into today's episode with Olga Fomenko. Welcome back, everybody, to the Launch Into Freedom podcast. Today, I have with me the expert for all things processes, systems, and outsourcing. We actually met like a couple of years ago in the 2CCX coaching program by Russell Brunson and ClickFunnels, and I'm excited to have her on the show. Welcome to the Launch Into Freedom podcast, Olga Fomenko. Thank you so much, Mark. I'm excited to be here. Olga, before we tell people about your story, tell us why every business, no matter how big or small, no matter how solopreneur or, or you already have a team, maybe, why every business needs systems and processes in place? Yeah, well, uh, there is a lot to it that we can say, you know, you always want to have a sellable model in mind and make sure that you're running it as a business. And uh there is a lot of great stuff that we can say about systems, but I think most importantly for us as entrepreneurs, it's so important to um, be capturing what we're doing so we can pass those tasks or those processes over to our team, whether we have it now or whether we're building it as we go. So capturing systems, creating systems around all our processes uh, becomes crucial after a while. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about how you actually ended up being the expert that you are right now and the expert for basically helping businesses to scale. Yeah, first of all, uh, I really love quote uh, by my mentor, Alex Sherfin, that if you don't have an assistant, you are one. So similar with the systems, if you don't have the systems, you're always going to be uh, running the rat race, uh, trying to just put, put out the fires and catch up with the next thing that comes along. So I started on my entrepreneurial journey officially a decade ago, and uh, I was blessed with uh, being introduced to a virtual assistant from the Philippines who basically jumped in with me and helped me to understand what it's like to work with a person from overseas and actually have somebody there for you that is willing to do all kinds of small tasks. Uh, so by having that exposure early on, 
I was able to um, learn to work with virtual teams, build in virtual teams, meet a lot of people in Philippines and start to build my first virtual assistant agency back in 2013, 2014 where we helped real estate investors with their lead generation. And um, that's how um, I basically came into the marketing world because I originally thought that I was going to be a real estate investor full-time and turn out that I was going to be a marketer full-time. <laughs> that is exciting. So you, you started out working with someone from overseas. and. I think that is that is a big issue that a lot of people like I'm going to just jump ahead here a little bit when they end up they want to outsource they try to find the the right way for them you know you can outsource like domestically basically finding someone from North America from Canada or outsourcing overseas which sometimes has this almost like stigma um because you don't pay as much because that's just the culture there and money is worth way more for them, but you also get lo uh, lower quality work. So what's your opinion on that, like outsourcing overseas versus outsourcing? Um, yeah. I totally agree with you that this is a stigma. I have uh, amazing experts all over the world right now. We have uh, great video editors in Ukraine and um, Philippines. We have amazing web designers and web developers in India and Philippines and Indonesia. And, um, you know, like at this point, I've worked with people from all over the world and um, you can always find the hidden talents if you know how to look for them and if you're determined to find the talents because a lot of times what people are doing they're hiring so fast like because everything is falling apart and they're not thinking the process through that's why i'm a huge proponent of planning to hire and building your systems as you go so that when you are in the process of working with your new assistant, you're not running like the chicken of the head, not knowing what to ask from them, what kind of tasks to outsource, what to even do with those people. So when you come into this process with the end in mind that you truly want to find somebody to work with you alongside and grow this business with you for the years to come. I think that vision helps to create the job description that also attracts the people that would be willing to uh, or would be interested uh, to um, work for somebody like that, as opposed to just being an assistant for a certain period of time and not be a part of the culture and not be a part of the company. So what I'm hearing you say here is that basically the process to outsource and to hire and to bring someone on already starts long before you actually think about hiring someone. 
I believe so. And I encourage people to think about it early on. And I know that you're working with entrepreneurs and coaches that are uh, starting out their businesses or they're at the early stages of their businesses and they may, may be doing a lot of things on their own, right? Like they're learning to do everything themselves, which on one hand, it's great for the business owner to understand what it is that needs to be done. But on the other hand, you become the bottleneck in your own business. And you like when you constantly have to wear multiple hats, you don't have enough energy for the creative uh, work. You don't have enough energy for the strategic work. And you're robbing your own success of yourself. So uh, that's why it's so important to, even if you believe that you cannot create a budget for an assistant right now, uh, I would encourage to definitely start thinking in terms that what are those things that I'm doing repeatedly that I can start capturing and creating those standard operating procedures, SOPs around so that once I achieve that certain income level, certain revenue level that I can now bring on that assistant, it is thought through. I know exactly what they're going to be helping me with. And it's going to be not an expense, but investment in the business and investment into the growth. I love that. I love that uh, way of thinking. Like, I'm not sure if anybody here in the audience read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, but the second habit there is begin with the end in mind. And I think that's exactly what Olga means here by um, already documenting and like monitoring your systems and actually have everything ready for once you are in a position to actually outsource. So Olga, you are an expert for everything that comes to systems and outsourcing. And 2020 and also now 2021 were special years. And I feel like you have your hand on the pulse of everything that's going on in an industry. So what do you think? How has the perception of business owners towards like outsourcing and maybe even remote work changed over the last, I don't know, 15 months now? Well, <laughs> I personally have been on a quarantine for almost 10 years because I've been working from home all those times. So to me, personally, things haven't changed much in terms of uh, the dynamics of my like work environment. But I have felt it with the people that I work with that are used to a different uh, vibe. And uh, what I think we all experience globally is the wipe out of any sort of borders in terms of, you know, borders and limitations in terms of us being separated from each other somehow, you know, like as a humanity, we all experienced exactly the same troubles, regardless of what country we were in. I spent uh, half of 2020 in US and half of 2020 in Russia. I traveled during this crazy time. I traveled through the entire US through this crazy time and saw my friends. And it, it was crazy, but interesting to see how 
very similar. The issues are regardless of what country you were located in during the lockdown, right? So the business owners felt the same issues. The employees felt the same issues. And um, that, I think, increased for all of us the opportunity to realize how much is truly possible if we just cancel those stigmas, right? If we don't think about like other countries as being like lower level of workers because their income level is lower. Like that, that is just simply not true. Yeah, so you can really find great people regardless of where they are. And um, the lower pricing opportunities that we have and the, the countries like Philippines uh, and some Eastern European countries and other Asian countries, they just really give more opportunity to the new business owners or those that don't necessarily have a huge budget or don't need somebody in the office and they can work with the person remotely. So great people exist everywhere. Just really depends on how well you're prepared to find them, how determined you are. I think it is very interesting because on the one hand, everything was basically locked down, like we were isolated, we like all the borders were closed. And at the same time, the whole situation that people had to work from home, that businesses had to shift online, it in a way connected everybody even more. So it is it is interesting to see that this one form of isolation actually led to another form of connection online. So Funny enough, I just hired my first virtual assistant for my business today. And it was a scary process. I can tell you that. Like exactly what you just like went through, like I went through all those stages. And I can imagine that a lot of business owner, especially in my audience, like solopreneurs who are at the beginning of their business journey, they might not be ready to take that step just yet to hire someone. So where do you think one has to be in their business to actually start considering to, to bring on a virtual assistant? Like I said at the very beginning of our conversation, if you don't have an assistant, you are one. So I hired my first assistant literally first couple months into the journey. I had no idea what I was going to do yet. And that was a blessing. I see a lot of businesses, like I have a lot of clients that come to me that are at two, three hundred thousand for two years, three years, five years in a row. They're great people. They're working hard. They love their customers. They're pouring into their community. And yet they can't break out of that same revenue level. And usually all this is because people are just, like you said, not ready to let go certain things and not ready to just start trusting themselves that they can be a leader, that they can lead another person. And a lot of times it's more so believing in ourselves. It, it, it is an investment. 
do you believe in yourself enough to invest in your business so that you can buy yourself time and uh, focus on the things that are income producing? But again, if you're just starting out and you're just learning the processes, then it's probably better to just take time and really learn and understand what is it that you're doing, whether you will even want to continue on with this and like who you're going to be selling to, what you're going to be selling and things like that are super important. I totally agree. And you said something interesting that you have to believe in yourself and that you have to actually be able to let go of, of certain things in, in order to outsource. And I feel like a lot of us who actually started their business on their own, for them, it's like their little baby. So everything they do, it is kind of hard to let go of it. And I also think it's a very difficult process for a lot of people to move from basically the operator of the business to being, as you mentioned, the leader. Because you have to lead a team, you have to, it's, those are two completely different roles. Those are completely, two completely different mindsets, in my opinion. So I think I, I totally agree with you, what, what you just said. So you mentioned in the beginning that we need to start documenting our processes, what we do in our business, um, to actually get to that point uh, sometime when we can outsource. So how do you get started to actually, one, document your processes? And then also, maybe even before you hire, implement those processes in your business? Great question. Uh, there are a couple ways to document your processes. I really like to do it as I go. So I like to create my own uh, processes for the team because I'm constantly in some sort of a coaching program, learning about next cool marketing thing. So Let's say like one of the last things that I have learned was swipe up Instagram uh, story to the IGTV. So apparently it is possible to do a swipe up even if you have less than 10,000 followers to your own IGTV. So I got super excited. I have a few clients uh, whose Instagram accounts my team is managing and that are under 10K. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a cool strategy. So I went to the client account, I tried it, it worked. So as I am doing this, so I just learned it, I just heard it. Now, as I'm doing it on the client account, I am doing the uh, screenshots as I go. And for example, on my phone, I am using an app that is called Skitch. S-K-I-T-C-H. And that allows me to edit that photo with the text and arrows. And I can put things like step one, click on stories. Step two, uh, add an image. Step three, add a swipe up Giphy. I'm sorry for Instagram Technobubble for <laughs> those of you who don't speak it. Um, so I am literally capturing those steps as I'm going through them. And then 
I literally have two, three screenshots after I have just done it myself. And now I'm going and putting all of those screenshots into a Google Doc. And I'm using Google Documents for um, all of our processes. I think pretty much everybody is familiar with Google Docs, but if somebody is not, it's like Word document online. And uh, we just uh, started putting those screenshots in the Google document. And now along with the screenshots, I will now type out in the more details everything that I want to say about this tab. And the next thing I'm going to also do is once this document is created, I'm also going to go ahead and record a screencast of this document, walking through that process. And if there is a need to hop into the screen where I'm actually working on that process, as opposed to using the screenshot that I just took and placed in this document, I will do that. And there is a couple tools that you can use. Loom is uh, L-O-O-M is a very cool tool that you can get an extension for on your Google Chrome and you can simply click on it and start recording. Or if you have a Zoom account, um, I, a lot of time because Loom now limits you to five minutes if you're on a free account. So you can pop up your Zoom and record away 20, 30 minute videos. I encourage to keep those short and break down uh, the steps. Even if it's a 30 second video or a one minute video, I'd rather have three separate videos so that if something changes in the process, a lot of times I don't have to recreate the whole training. I will just go into that one piece that has to be tweaked and change that and record a new video. I think that is super valuable. Keeping those instru instructional videos or this, this, these documenting videos short. Um, because I know it from a Facebook ads perspective, for example, um, for me to create processes there, or document that on a screencast will be really difficult because the Facebook ads interface changes pretty much every two weeks. So I like the idea to, to keep it short, to keep it concise, and then just go in there and um, re-record the certain parts that, that need to be exchanged. I like that. So um, if someone wants to actually take that next step and outsource, um, hire a VA, um, maybe from overseas, maybe from the Philippines, as you mentioned. What are some first steps they could take to one, find those people, find good people, and then also what they should pay attention to in the hiring process? Well, to just start out and try out if you're scared of the commitment, uh, I would say that it's better to maybe start on a project base and uh, go to a website like Upwork that uh, protects uh, the buyers, protects the customers in terms that you can see the ratings of the people that you're hiring. You can see how many hours they have worked for Upwork clients. You can see 
the feedback the clients give there. So it's just like choosing a restaurant for dining, and, you know, in a city that you've never been to. You can choose it based on what people are saying, right? So in a similar manner, Upwork uh, can help with breaking through that first ice uh, where you really don't know how to identify the right candidate. So Upwork is great help, uh, but I would also like to point out that it's very important to have a good job description. And I really like to put cultural things into job description to point out that we're looking for people to work with on a long-term basis. So we're not looking for somebody that will just use us for a few months while they're looking for another job or, you know, like things like that. So we want to attract the right people from the get-go. So we're talking about things like you will be part of the team. You will be asked to join meetings on camera. And uh, one of the things that we also ask uh, virtual assistants do when they're applying for jobs with us, <clears throat> we ask them to submit a video. Basically, instead of a cover letter for the interview, oh, for the CV, um, for their resume, we ask them to submit a video that will introduce themselves and tell us who they are as a person, like what they do in real life outside of virtual assistance life, uh, where they live, who they live with, like what are they doing and what their aspirations are in life and what their goals are in life. Like that's like one of the things that we ask them to tell us about because we want to know like if it's a student, like what are they studying? Where are they going to go in a year or two or three if it's a young mother, like what, what is she inter- interested in? Uh, like how is she interested in pursuing her career? Like that, does she want to work part-time or she is really looking for um, realizing her own talents and find the next career in life, you know? So because people have different goals and we can always meet people in the middle, right? Like, because we always need different things. Sometimes we need somebody for a project, for a short-term base. Sometimes we need somebody for a long-term base. So that's why it's very important to communicate what exactly you're expecting from that position. I love that. Um, It is, that's exactly the process that I went through. I started on Upwork, trying to put out a job description. And you realize pretty quickly that your job description sometimes is just not enough. It's just not precise enough because you also want to make sure to filter out certain people. Um, sometimes you just get those copy paste resumes. And I love the idea to actually ask for a almost like a video introduction or a video CV of these people um, to actually give them the feeling that they will be part of your team and not just some faceless person that will be um, doing the, the outsourcing work. So Olga, thank you so much for providing all the value today. I think a lot of people will, will take some, some really valuable action steps out of this episode. If someone wants to learn more about you, about your work, uh, maybe even work with you, where can they find out more? I do have my website, olgafamenko.com, uh, and 
might hang out on Facebook and Instagram if you want to become friends and shoot a direct message. Awesome. Perfect. And obviously, as usual, I'm going to link all of the stuff that we mentioned, all of the resources and tools that Olga talked about in this episode in the show notes below. Olga, again, thank you so much for hopping on to the podcast this week. And I really appreciate you sharing all your knowledge with us. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. I really hope that your audience finds some great value in that. And uh, I'm wishing everybody a lot of success and prosperity in this wonderful space that your people are in. Awesome. Thank you so much for those words. And I'll see all of you guys in the next episode.